It's frustrating me. It's disappointing to me. This has been happening for months now, and this is starting to create some frustration or resentment inside me. And I don't want to feel this way towards your mom. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to initiate hard conversations with your husband. Well done. I thought that was going to be a tongue twister. I can't nope. even say it. I can. How to initiate hard conversations with your husband. You say that it. five times fast. Without peeking. Without peeking. No peekers. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> so we had someone email us yep. and had a question in regards to in-laws. In-laws? Yeah. I have the world's best in-laws, so I'm not so sure we'll be able to answer this question. <laughs> well, I think you can. And Betsy, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Go ahead. Too funny. Um, and let me see if I can just concise this down. Concise that's, this down? Yes, that's my own word. Thank you. <laughs> that would be a Shannonism for <laughs> those who are listening. We're going to concise this down. Yeah, I would like to say it's because it's a little early, but this is, no, this is just normal for me. <laughs> so basically, uh, this person writes that her husband is an only child. Okay. And the family dynamics, she doesn't know if it's culture or just how his mother interacts with him. Right. And she doesn't really particularly care for it. But she also kind of feels like a third wheel. She doesn't know where her place is. The woman who's writing this. Yes, to the us. woman who's she writing this. She doesn't know where her place is. Yes. So, so. And now that they have kids, the mother-in-law is always giving her opinion on how they need to raise the kids and different things like that. Yeah. So really what she wants to know is, um, is there a way that she can express her frustrations and feelings to her husband? Um, or would it be better to talk to someone, a friend or a counselor or, right. and how to do that in a way that doesn't make him defensive? Got it. Um, and, and so she's not putting herself in and him into a difficult position. Right. And we've kind of touched on this a little bit before with you and having to figure out how to set boundaries. Right. And so I just thought that this would be a good opportunity to maybe talk about that again. I don't know that she's necessarily asking how to set boundaries or things like that, but she definitely wants to talk to her husband about it because for him, it's just normal, the right. dynamics that happen. And, but for someone who's not part of that family or hasn't grown up in that situation, it's not normal and it affects the wife. Right. Um, and so. So the two questions I heard was, well, just what does she do with her frustration and her feelings? Does she talk yes. to someone else or does she talk to her husband? And then if she talks to her husband, how to talk to her husband? Right. That's kind of the two big questions I hear around yes. some of this. And, and I would suppose that she probably wants to say <clears throat> something to her mother-in-law too. Right. But. Uh, she doesn't want to cause conflict between her husband and her mother-in-law as well. So. so let's answer this question um, very specifically and potentially frustratingly, because we're not going to talk about how she relates to her mother-in-law. We're going to leave that completely off the table right. in this podcast episode. We've talked about some of that before, and I can't tell you what episode number it was. So if you're looking for that, 
Um, scroll through the list. Scroll through the list. Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> because that's just a, two very different questions. And so we're going to stick with the how does she and her husband get on the same page around this? Because that's sometimes the harder trick yes. around all of this. So let's start with the first question. Should she talk to her husband or should she talk to somebody else? The answer is yes. Exactly. <laughs> It's okay. I mean, if this is becoming really frustrating, if this is discouraging, if this is confusing, it is really kind of a good idea to talk to a friend who can provide some sort of clarity around this issue, a counselor who can provide some sort of discernment or some some clarity around this. Someone to help you get clear as to why this is frustrating, right. why this is hurting, um, why you're hesitant to talk. It's really good to kind of understand your own motivation and your own feelings first. And sometimes you need to do that with someone who's outside of the situation who's neutral, who's unbiased, who has um, no no skin in the game. Right. Because they can ask the questions and not worry about getting offended and, and nobody takes it personal. Exactly. So it's actually less less the, less of a this one or that one decision. It's actually more of a progression. I would actually start with someone who's outside of the situation to get clarity of your own feelings. And then once you have clarity around those feelings, now's the time to go to your husband. Because if you don't talk to your husband, if you keep it separate from him, if you don't be honest and transparent with your husband, then you're missing out on intimacy. You're right. missing out on vulnerability with your spouse. This will get in the way at some point, whether it's you know a month from now or a year from now or 10 years from now. If you're having to keep secrets, if you're having to keep part of who you are hidden from your spouse, secrecy will always be a contaminant, always be a toxic dynamic in a relationship. Right. In and addition to whatever else is already there. Yes. So. So absolutely. I would love for her to be able to talk to her husband. So let's assume she's already gone and had that conversation and she's got a whole bunch of clarity around her own feelings around this situation. The light bulbs have come on. She has uh, uh, all this revelation has happened. And now she is highly self-aware of everything that's going on within her. Okay. Okay. How would you want me to approach you? Oh, I hate when you ask me these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just cringe. I can see ah. you, your eyeballs get really big. Like, no, don't ask me. <laughs> but it's a legitimate question. Do you want me to come to you and start lecturing you? Do you want oh, me to come to you not. and back up the emotional dump truck and dump it all over you? No. The best thing is to tell me, well, okay, I say this. It should be the best thing, truly and honestly, but it triggers me a little bit. So <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll just move on. The best thing is to preface it and yeah, say, the pump. I would love to sit down and talk with you sometime. I have some things that I'd like to share with you. And the minute I do that, the first question you always ask me is, am I in trouble? Am I in trouble? <laughs> so honestly, that really should be a, a good thing. It is a good question. But for me, it's a little bit for like. For some people, it is triggering. Yes. And what's the answer I always give? You always tell me, no, I'm no, not in you're trouble. you're not in trouble. But I am trying to prime the pump because yes. it is saying, this is important to me. Yes. This is a conversation that I would like us to devote some time and energy to be able to get this resolved. This isn't just a quick 10 minute conversation on the way out the door to grocery shop. Shopping. Right. You want to carry the gravity of the conversation. Right. And on <clears> top <throat> of that, um, it's so much better to even if it does trigger me a little bit, it's so much better than just having you come up and tell it to me. And then I feel like, where's this coming from? And yeah. it just 
it's like my hair blows backwards and I feel like I've just been sucker punched. Yeah. And then the next step that you get to do, and this is what you're going to hear pretty much every podcast uh, from Secure Marriage here, is you want to make sure that you can start the conversation and, and maintain the conversation in a way that does not trigger your husband's defensive brain. Right. If you come across and start to say things like, your mom's driving me crazy, she's out of her mind, she's hurtful and offensive, and a husband whose alliance is pretty strong with his mother, that's going to be very, very quick exactly. for him to be defensive. Oh yeah, nuh-uh, how dare you, blah, blah. You want to be careful to speak in a way that does not trigger a person's defensive brain. And again, you can learn how to do that by going uh, using curiosity. Have you noticed every time your mother comes over, when we ask her to do something, one specific way, she ignores that and does it her own way. Have you noticed that? It's a question rather than an accusation. Right. And you want him to be able to go, actually, yeah, you're right. I noticed that. I would usually start with, does that bother you? What do you make of that? You're asking questions. You're being inquisitive rather than being accusatory. Mm -hmm. What do you feel about that? Why do you think that happens? And then once you give him a chance to kind of acknowledge, yes, this behavior is happening, you hear his feelings and his perspective on it. And again, if this is a new question to him. He might not have an answer right away, but you can kind of dialogue around that. Then you can go, can I tell you how it makes me feel? It's frustrating me. It's disappointing to me. This has been happening for months now, and this is starting to create some frustration or resentment inside me. And I don't want to feel this way towards your mom. I, I want us to have a great relationship, right. but I have to admit that this is hurtful or offensive or rude or whatever those feelings might be. Again, when you've primed that pump of saying, I want to make sure that, you know, we have a good relationship, but I can't help these feelings. That's, that's humanity. That's normal human emotion. Right. You can't just turn off your feelings all the time. You can't always choose your feelings. You can always choose your behavior. Right. Again, we say that a lot on here. You can't always choose your feelings. You can always choose your behavior. Now that she's put her feelings out there, she gets to sit back and watch. And we're hoping the husband will go, man, I'm so sorry that that's how you're feeling. Or I can totally understand why you feel that way. Unfortunately, some husbands go, you shouldn't feel that way. It's just my mom. Get over it. Right. And then we have a whole other conversation to have because right. it's like, actually, no, that's not a good enough answer for me. This is hurtful. And I can see, dear husband, that this is actually putting you into a difficult position because you are now stuck having to either make a decision that makes your mom feel good or make a decision that makes your wife, wife feel, feel good. good. Yeah. And it seems that there isn't an option that makes both of us feel good. And you are kind of stuck like Chuck trying to figure out who you're going to disappoint. Right. And I recognize that that is where you are sitting right now. When a wife can come to come to her husband and recognize that that is the place where he's sitting rather than how come you're always choosing her? How come you're not right. choosing me? Don't you love me? You've got this crappy kind of relationship with your mother and you should change. Again, defensive brain, defensive brain, defensive brain. You're always right. going to be triggering that defensive brain. You don't want to get in that tone. You want to be able to get him into, I recognize where you are at. And yet, do you recognize that this is hurting me? How does that make you feel? Does that affect you in some way? This is problematic for me. Right. And you want to see how he's going to respond to that. My hope again for him to be go, man, I am so sorry that that is hurting. Yes, I can see that. And it looks like we're going to have to make some sort of change. We're going to have to do something to 
no longer let this happen. And now together you are on the same page. Right. And you guys can come up with a strategy on how to communicate to mother-in-law some of the hurts or frustrations or requests to change behaviors or whatever, whatever, whatever that right. is. Right. How does that sound? That sounds perfect. It doesn't sound super easy when you're yeah. learning. Yeah. But it's a great great way to approach this situation. And I wish it could be scripted out so that both parties, you know, the wife and the husband had the script to read off. <laughs> right. Yes, dear wife, thank <laughs> you so much for pointing out the situation. I am feeling so much more connected to you. That doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Even bringing up these topics sometimes triggers people's defensive yes. brains. Even if you've yes. done nothing wrong, you've done everything right. You've approached it appropriately, kindly, respectfully. You've primed the pump well. Your tone is good. Just even the idea of confrontation or the idea of conflict or the idea of disappointment yes. will immediately trigger someone's defensive brain. And now they are not as open to listening. Right. They are more reactive or defensive in some way. And it can get kind of... Clunky. Difficult, yeah. yeah. And you, but you still have to maintain your tone yep. of not getting defensive back. And you want to know how to do that? Because we actually have a how. We have a very specific technique yeah. on how to do that. This is actually one of the tools we talk about in the relationship roadmap, which is anytime you start to see a conversation starting to go sideways someone getting defensive or you can feel that energy increasing in the room or you can feel that intensity kind of creeping in. You call a timeout. It's called the timeout technique. You go, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. I want to make sure that as we're talking about the conversation, obviously it's kind of difficult. Obviously this is uncomfortable for both of us. I want to make sure that you and I stay connected. I want to make sure that you and I like each other at the end of this conversation. And yeah. that as we are trying to figure this thing out, you're not the enemy. I'm not the enemy. I want to stay connected. Right. I want to make sure that the way we talk about this doesn't hurt you. Right. You stop talking about the issue. That's the timeout. We're going to not talk about the issue at the moment. We're going to talk about how we're talking about it. Right. We're going to focus on connection. Yes. And when someone overtly does that, I can still remember doing that with you in the kitchen right over there. You were standing by the microwave and we were having a rip roar and fight. We were just pissed off at each other. And I caught me, my tone, my intensity, you know, I recognize I was just all of this energy was just being uh -huh. completely loaded on you. And I stopped and I said, okay, wait a second, honey. I want to make sure that I don't hurt you. I want to make sure that even though we're fighting, even though we're mad at each other, I want to make sure you know that I love you. And I walked over to you and I grabbed both of your hands while you're standing in front of the microwave. Do you remember what you did? I don't. You just started crying. I, well, that that would make sense. Yeah. Probably because relief washed over me yeah. knowing that you actually care about me. Yeah. Because when we're in the middle of a fight, in my mind takes off in all different directions that yeah. you don't like me anymore. Yeah. You don't care about me. I'm not important. People get so distracted and, on the issue that the relationship gets forgotten right. about. So even if we're talking about it, your eyes are getting teary. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, my honey loves me, even when we're fighting. Yeah. You've done this with me a couple times, too. It is the magic bullet, as much as I can come up with one, right. to staying connected in the middle of conflict resolution. It doesn't always mean that you find an easy solution to whatever the topic is, but your marriage is no longer being threatened. The relationship right. is no longer being compromised in some way. And when you can keep that connection, you're actually in a better state of mind, a better yeah. framework, and you actually have more resources mentally 
to solve the problem. Right. Rather than just being reactive or responsive in some way. Yeah. So it works good. Hopefully there's a couple ideas in there that this gal who wrote into us can kind of run with and listen to and apply. Again, if you're new to this, if this is a whole new idea or approach to even how to have a relationship with your husband or wife and you're going, this sounds just, you know, from totally left field. (laughs) I'm really skeptical about this. There's no way that this works. Put us to the test. Yeah. Give it a try. You don't have to do everything at once, but the next time there's some point of conflict, even just a little bit, you know, in the car and you're arguing over, you know, do you turn left or turn right, you know, and someone's backseat driving or whatever it is, and you can feel that tension rising. If you're the one who's listening to this and you say, I'm going to see if Paul and Shannon actually know what the heck they're talking about here, and you and you do a timeout, use those words. Yep. Hold on, hold on. Timeout. We're arguing over, you know, how to get to Winco here and to go grocery shopping. I want to make sure you and I stay connected. I don't want to hurt your feelings here. I want to make sure that my tone is good. I just want to make sure that you and I like each other by the time we get to the grocery store. Right. See if there's a change in the conversation. And if there isn't, and again, maybe not once. Okay, give it like three times because <laughs> the first time you do this to your husband or your wife, it's they're like going to be shock. Totally skeptical. They're like, going to be what? going what do you want? Okay. You're trying to manipulate me. You're tricking me. Exactly. So you might have to use it more than once. And if it completely falls flat, if it doesn't work at all, email us, email Shannon, actually Shannon (laughs) at securemarriage.com or Paul at securemarriage.com. Let us know what's not working and we'll see if we can help you figure it out because we actually know that this works. Yeah. We know that it works well. Yep. And we want you to experience that refreshing breath of fresh air to be somewhat redundant. (laughs) When conflict doesn't freak you out, when conflict doesn't mean three days of of distance and cold shoulder and that tension that you can cut with a knife in the house as you kind of walk past each other. We want you to have hope. We want you to have very clear tools that you can use so that no matter what comes up, you know that it can be fixed. When things break down, if you have a whole garage full of tools that are amazing, you don't really worry about it. It's actually like, hey, this will be fun. Let's work on the car. Let's fix this. And you don't get freaked out. But if your car's breaking down, you have no money and no tools, it panic sets in. Yeah. And so we're trying to equip you with the tools here to fix any issue in your marriage. And there has yet to be one that we have found. Truly true story. I have yet to find any issue that I've talked with random people or clients or just anyone that they've brought up that one of these tools don't work. Right. And we want you guys to have them. If you want to do a deep dive, you're listening to this and go, I want all the tools right now. I want all the good stuff. Okay. It's like backing up the snap on truck and just (laughs) offloading everything into your garage. That's great. I love that. You can actually sign up for our online workshop. It costs less than two couples counseling sessions. We've made it intentionally inexpensive so that you can have all of these resources. It's all on video. You can go at your own pace and you can watch it a thousand times. You can learn these tools over and over and over and over again. It's not like just two hours of counseling that you never get back. You can watch them over and over. You can watch them with your spouse. You can watch them with your kids. You can watch them, you know, while you're doing the dishes. You can anytime you want so that you get really good at these tools. And when you get good at these tools, you are no longer afraid of any conflict or any issue in your marriage. Yep. 
That's why we've put them together. So if you want to get access to those, securemarriage.com, top right corner, you can just click on online workshop. You can sign up for that. You can get access to it in about three minutes from right now if you yeah. if you're really serious about this. If you aren't ready to kind of do that yet, that's okay. You can keep listening to our podcasts here. Yeah. Costs you nothing. You'll hear real life stories from Shannon and I and how we use these tools and how they play out in our lives so that you can go, okay, wait a second, that one, I see that works. Okay, I see that one works. Yeah. Maybe I should probably, you know, try renting that tool first and, <laughs> and, and test it out first. Anyway, our hope, our desire is for as many couples out there to no longer uh, be distressed, to no longer be on a trajectory towards a miserable marriage. Right. We want people to have a trajectory towards a secure marriage. And we have the ways to help you do that. Yes, we do. Not because we're better than anyone else, but because... We have lots and lots of practice. Too much practice. <laughs> and we're trying to figure out, even at 29 years of marriage here, how to do the next 29 years... Even better. Even better. So, if that sounds like a good idea for you and you want to join us, we would love to have you uh, be part of this journey. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. Okie doke. Bye. Bye.